Welcome back to the second episode of Dare to Fade. I'm your host, Benjamin Brinkley. Today we have Ryan and Jack coming on. I think it's pretty important that everyone knows who uh, they're listening to today. So I took the liberty to kind of write my own biography about these two. So we'll start with Ryan. Ryan is a world-renowned marketer. He loves Chicago sports, so please do not bring up anything about the doinks. That gets him triggered. Um, he, a nice little fun fact about Ryan is his grandmother had a one-night stand with Orville Redenbacher, the popcorn guy. <laughs> oh, boy, Ben. I don't know where to start. Uh, I guess thanks for having me on. I'm excited oh, to no be problem. here. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, big Chicago sports guy, uh, big Bears guy. We're going to be talking about the NFL today, so I'll probably reference the Bears as many possible times as I can. Um, the thing about my great-grandmother, that is not <laughs> true. Uh, we were going around in class one time in college and just giving fun facts, and I was getting sick of it at that point, so I just thought I'd come up with the most out-of-pocket thing I could think of, and that's what came to mind. It got a good laugh, so I was proud of it. That is it, it, was, it was my Twitter bio for a minute, too. So. <laughs> and then we have... Um, Jimmy Jack Kramer, who is addicted to betting on Miles Turner, any player prop known to man. Jack Kramer has bet on this guy. Jack also works for Big Insurance, and Jimmy used to be fat and a helpless romantic. Would you care to talk about that, Jack? Oh, Ben, thank thank you for having me on. But I I do um, in the agreement and contract before this no love life oh, sorry, um, talk. Sorry. So we'll, I will be we'll keep, keeping that out, that we'll out that for out. now. Yeah, cut that one. Um, but no, they, like I said, thanks for having me on. And the one thing you're going to learn very quickly during this podcast is um, I bet on my heart. And for some reason, when I see Miles Turner 1.5, my heart starts to beat. And I can't help but bet over the threes there. So um, not all my bets make sense. But I mean, on the inside of my heart, I, I just I believe them and I'm going to run with them. So thanks for having me on. And glad, glad we're here. started with I've been thinking about this for the last couple days how much of this game between Mahomes the baby goat versus Tom Brady the established goat how much do you think this game will go down in like the legacy wise of those two Ryan do you have any any thoughts on that yeah I do um gosh I would say honestly this might be a hot take some people are gonna hate me for it but yeah, I think Tom Brady is the GOAT. He is the established GOAT. Maybe time will tell. Patrick Mahomes might, you know, win a ton of Super Bowls and it'll be out of the water, especially if he beats him in this one, which I think he will. But um, I don't know. I think Tom Brady is the GOAT. He's been in that conversation for quite a while. And I think he's already earned it just by winning the NFC Championship. I mean, he wanted. I think partially the reason he went down to Tampa Bay is because he wanted to distance himself from Bill Belichick. I mean, a lot of the time when people were having these conversations, they were thinking, okay, well, is it Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick? So he distanced himself. We all saw what happened with Bill's team. The Patriots this season did not go as planned. And I mean, Tom Brady has just made it to the Super Bowl with the first team he joins after leaving the Patriots. So yeah, he's a go in my mind. Yeah, I also think that the narrative that Bill Belichick was the reason for Tom Brady's success, I think really got to him, which I think why he, that's why he left. He went down to Tampa Bay, which my favorite quarterback, probably of all time, 
Jameis Winston was heading that franchise. I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about just being an electric quarterback, (laughs) and he took okay, yeah. Jameis Winston got kicked out of town. It's whatever. Um, Tom Brady comes in. That team was pretty similar. I mean, yes, they added Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, um, and Gronk. Maybe, maybe you know what? If James Winston's on this team, they're winning the Super Bowl. That's that's a different story. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah, wow. Especially with LASIK. He got LASIK, dude. He's a yeah, completely he's different, different guy. So <laughs> I, th- see. I think that Tom Brady really coming down to Tampa Bay with this team. I I hate to say this. I'm a diehard Colts fan. But, I mean, this just proved Bill Belichick isn't – he cannot be credited with everything. Tom Brady, he is the verified GOAT anymore. So he is. So – I don't know. I also think it's interesting that we never got to see Jordan play LeBron. We never got to see Muhammad Ali fight Mike Tyson. But we get to see Ronaldo Messi. We get to see Jokovic, Federer, and Nadal. So, like, we see these goats playing in person. Then I think that kind of forms the argument better. So I think that if I think if Patrick Mahomes ends up with the same number of Super Bowls as Tom Brady, I think we'll look back at this and say – Maybe maybe this was the changing of the tides. See, I don't know. So if Tom Brady loses this, I don't know if you hold that against him, though, if somehow Patrick Mahomes ends up with the same number of Super Bowls. Because I'm thinking back kind of the, some of the similarities you mentioned. Let's say, like, we're looking at MJ and Kobe when they played. Obviously, MJ at the very end of his career kind of tailing off a little bit. The thing that makes this one interesting is I don't know if this is the end of Tom Brady's career. And I don't know if we get to an end where Tom Brady ever tails off. So I kind of want to use the excuse if Pat Mahomes wins, hey, you got Tom Brady at the very end of his career, not yeah. in his prime, so it doesn't really count. But I don't know if there's ever going to be a non-prime for Tom Brady, which makes it interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I really don't think this is going to be the in the conversation when you get kind of to the end. You're looking at, um, you're looking at the end of Pat Mahomes' career or you're looking at the end of Tom Brady's. I don't think this is going to be the deciding factor game. Um, so yeah, I think no matter what, I think they're both going to go down as two of the greatest of all time. And I, I think unless Pat Mahomes gets the Super Bowl number, I don't think you can touch that. I think oh, that's kind of the okay, indicator. Okay. Listen, listen to this theory I've been brewing. Up. Right, let's hear it. <laughs> so social media, if you follow Sports Center on any app, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, what do you see every Sunday? You see Patrick Mahomes throwing some type of Somewhat ordinary pass. It's it is the arm angle is a little bit different, and it's just head emojis, fires, or the mind blown <laughs> emojis, the fire emoji. How did he do that with the drooling emoji? I think this younger generation is going to come in with this mindset that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback to ever exist, and I think they're going to be diehard Patrick Mahomes fans. Kind of what's happening uh, happened with Steph Curry like four or five years ago when I was seeing kids at the park pulling up from what they call Steph Curry Land which they're like eight years old, chucking up 25-footers. Like, I think that social media has a large impact on how we consider who the GOAT is. Yeah, okay, I hear your emoji. I'm going to raise you one emoji. Okay, I'm listening. So, the so like you said, right now, emojis are big on these posts. You know what kids have been growing up with the last three years? Tom Brady pictures with that little GOAT emoji next to it. Or, I think that might be or, in their heads. Or they've also been growing up that picture of Tom Brady kissing his son, open mouth kissing. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on now. Greatest of all time dad kisser, too. I mean, he's got the practice. <laughs> Put in the hours, 10,000 hours. He's a pro at it. <laughs> Ryan, you mentioned something off air about Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. No. It, it, 
Patrick Mahomes gets posted about throw, you know, with these like weird side or arm angles and what have you. But Matt Stafford's been throwing like that for his entire career at this point. Gets no respect. The league never respects the Detroit Lions, which I think is funny. But I, I mean, I got to stand up for my NFC North guys. So I uh, I do think it's it's kind of just a craze. It's like the Patrick Mahomes emoji clout craze that you know they're trying to sell on these kids. Yeah. And uh, also just in terms of the Mahomes family, I don't know if I can get ever get on board <laughs> with Pat because of his brother. His brother drives me insane, dude. Uh, my my snap, Snapchat feed or whatever, the one on the far right that's just like random Your influencers. Uh-huh. No, I do not even subscribe to this guy. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, pumping, yeah. They are just pumping my feed with – Jackson Mahomes. Jackson Mahomes. I'm tired. I actually think – I blocked him like a month ago. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, he's he's a very cringy guy. And then you have him, <laughs> and then you have his brother. It's like those are not the, the ben, not the same parents. Ben, do you know does does Jackson Mahomes watch this? Listen to this podcast, um, Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast, we'd love to have you on talk about why do you do these TikTok dances? Why do you try to steal the limelight from your brother? Who, in my opinion, fifteen years from now, we'll look back at this podcast. We'll listen to it. We'll say. Ben was right. Patrick Mahomes, baby goat. <laughs> Speaking of the Mahomes family, I think it's hilarious that um, after Patrick um, asked his fiance to marry him, he said that that was the most nervous he's ever been. Dude, you you just gave her the biggest rock she has ever seen in her life, and you're Patrick Mahomes. You think she's gonna say no? Come on, you could you could have. <laughs> and they've been together for a while. Yeah, I don't know why he was so nervous. Was he? Does he think he's making that's the why wrong Tom decision? Getting cold feet. Yeah, I've never seen Tom Tom Brady pander to what's his wife's name, Giselle or whatever. Giselle. Her name is. I've never oh, seen yeah. him pander to her. No, Actually, I'm flipping. I'm flipping. Tom Brady's the goat. All right. <laughs> End of discussion. Nuts recently. <laughs> As a Bears fan, was um, I was talking to my girlfriend about just the NFL in general, and I asked her. <laughs> You know, like, oh, you like the NFL? Name three players, which is super condescending. It was sarcastic, regardless. Misogynist. She said yeah, Aaron. Continue. <laughs> she said Aaron Rodgers right off the bat, which drove me crazy. But she said it's because she sees him on State Farm commercials all the time. Really? So, yes. I mark me down as a lifetime never. I will never purchase State Farm insurance just because they're just pushing Aaron Rodgers on everybody. I was watching. A Bears Vikings game, and I saw three Aaron Rodgers State Farm commercials. Dude, know your audience. <laughs> None of us are gonna buy your insurance if if it's a Bears Vikings game and you're pushing Aaron Rodgers on us. So Aaron Rodgers, not the goat, not the face of the league, just because he's getting paid by State Farm. Uh, Ryan, I don't want to make you disclose any personal information, but uh, who is your insurance provider? Can we stop the insurance talk right now? I, I'm going to get way too excited. Oh, yeah. Jack, Jack, Jack put his work pants back on. <laughs> but, I mean, the Bucks only plus three and a half. Like, that's tempting. Like, they're good. Um, I think that the Bucks are better than the 49ers last year. And the 49ers probably should have beat the Chiefs last year. So, uh, it's tough. I, I think most of the listeners kind of picked up on this. Uh, I bet on a lot of, a lot of games. Um, I have never once bet in favor of Tom Brady in the two years I've been betting. I that doesn't that's probably not going to change on Sunday. Probably going to arrive the Chiefs 
just because I just cannot root for a man who my entire, actually my entire life, has just been destroying me in sports. Especially when I was younger with Peyton Manning. I mean, Tom Brady in the playoffs was just unbelievable. He just destroyed me as a kid. So I just don't think I can be rooting for this man. See, I, I don't know. I think when it comes to sports betting, betting with your heart like that is probably the worst way to actually make money. I mean, see, I don't know. I think you got to bet with your bet with your brain. See, with bet. that said, I don't disagree with you. I I do think the Chiefs are going to win this game, and um, I'm not going to take minus three and a half though. I would take by, uh, actually, by I don't, half a I don't point to I'm, three. I'm sorry. Would you buy half a point to just get to minus three? No, I think I'm going to settle with bad odds and just go with uh, Chiefs' money line. I think Vegas is smarter than we are. They have full-time professionals that are calculating these spreads. And, you know, they're really precise with the spreads that they put out. And they're they're very calculated as to how much money they're going to make. So I think you have to ask yourself, are you going to be betting for the Chiefs or betting against Vegas? And I do not want to bet against Vegas. So... Just betting for the Chiefs straight up money line, I think, and maybe parlay it with like a player prop or two that you love, yeah. um, such as like Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, over whatever passing yards. Or yeah, that man's yards an absolute animal. All right. Randy. I mean, he had, I think he had 260 something um, receiving yards last time he played Tampa and three touchdowns. I mean, the guy's, the guy's insane. So, Ryan, you said that you don't like betting with your heart. Well, that's kind of where I think me and Jack are on the, a different page with you. Because the over-under is at 56.5. I am not betting the under. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be watching this game with my friends. We're all going to be wearing our PPE, social distancing, watching the game, <laughs> getting hype. I just don't – the person that bets the under in games that sits in the back of the room and just swears every time anything fun happens, I don't want to be that person. Betting the over is a lifestyle, and I don't want to hang out with people who bet the under. Oh yeah, I'm totally with you. I I don't know about the over under on this game. Actually, I I my my mind it is kind of going under, but just because I mean these defenses have had two weeks off. They're going to be hitting harder than they have all season. Both of these quarterbacks and offenses are going to be going up against defenses that um are just far superior than the average defense that they played against all year. So I, for that reason, I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna bet over under because I'm with you. I, I'm not gonna sit on Super Bowl Sunday with and your bet PPE the under on. and get upset when people are scoring. Yeah, Jack, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think I, being in the second episode of this podcast, I really wanted to set the tone early. So I've kind of decided and self proclaimed myself as the stats guy. Here we go. Let me. Let me drop some numbers on you guys real quick. So Please. I don't wait, know if wait, you know real this fast, or not. real fast, Jack. Is yeah. this is this presented by Sabermetric Stats? It actually is. Sabermetric oh, Stats and also um, AutoZone. Oh, so we got two sponsors. Oh, for this okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> didn't know about that one. Yeah. So the first stat, um, just looking at over throughout the season, Tampa Bay has been over fifty-eight percent of the game. Kansas City over fifty percent of the game. After a win, which I don't know if you both know this, but they both did win last week. Um, Tampa sure Bay was over. Can we, can we get a fact check on that one? <laughs> Tampa Bay over 61% of the time, Kansas City over 53% of the time. So you look at those numbers and you get kind of that it's a coin toss. I mean, 50, 55%. So honestly, 
stats did not work out well this time. But coin toss, I'm going over like Ben. I want to be socially distancing, high-fiving people when there's touchdowns, cheering for a last-second field goal and everything like that. It's just more fun. It's a lifestyle to live. So, Jack, you've been crunching numbers as the stats guy all week, and then you decided to throw them out completely and just just bet the over? You know, part of the stats is is understanding when the stats don't apply. That's 95% of the stat job. That is is facts. (laughs) Speaking of heads or tails, what what are the boys rolling with for Sunday on the coin flip? You know, guys, as I've said previously in this podcast, I am indeed the stats guy. So (laughs) when looking at the probability of a coin flip, um, there's only two options. And those two options, uh, 50-50, we're heads or tails. So really, once again, stats not playing – in my favor here, but I don't know. I'm feeling tails. It just feels good. I mean, I don't know what it is inside of me, but like I said, I bet with my heart and we're going tails. Uh, Another sabermetric fact is if you yell tails never fails, you are guaranteed to win your bet. Ryan, what do you have on, what do you have on the coin flip? Well, uh, Jack, while I respect your sixth grade uh, stat (laughs) education, (laughs) um, I actually, I actually heard that, Five out of the last seven Super Bowl coin flips went tails. So uh, I, I'm still riding. I'm, I'm with you. Tails. Tails never fails. Hey, All there right. we go. Three for three. The boys are riding with tails. All right. Bring out the hammers. Hammer it's a lock. Out. <laughs> it's a lock. Jack has been blowing my phone up about this national anthem prop. Can you please explain what the bet is and why are you so excited about it? Yeah, so the first national anthem prop it's the over or under for a minute and 59 seconds for the national anthem. And like I said, I crunched some numbers on this one. And uh, when you look into Eric Church's most popular album, uh, Chief, the one with Springsteen on it, if you guys know what I'm talking about, when you take every single song and find the average length of a song, we're at three minutes and 45 seconds. On oh. the other hand, we got Jasmine Sullivan, who her number one album is, I believe, Ho Tales. Oh, clever. Um, and, Very clever. And that is the average length of two minutes and 15 seconds. So I know these, shockingly enough, they do not sing the national anthem on e- either of these albums. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I am feeling the over. I mean, these people love over for a long time. We're going over. So I, I was on my phone scrolling, and I watched a video, and this man said that the last time Jasmine Sullivan sang the national anthem at the NHL Stadium Series, she was under a minute and 59 seconds. Who is this I man, Ben? I, I don't know what your source is. Um, it, it was just a TikTok video. He didn't give like any facts. There wasn't like a work cited page underneath it. <laughs> so I'm just taking his word at it. But I'm, I think I'm going to take the under. I don't know if you guys Beautiful. have ever done a duet, but I just feel like there's a lot of back and forth passing, you know? Like... There's some pausing and just like feeling each other out, so that that's why. But don't you think they over. would have practiced this like in advance? I I, I like or to think or that, or but... do you think COVID like maybe they're just going into it like Super I bet Bowl they don't like meet not each that other not that big of that a day. stage? Okay. <laughs> okay, Jack's hammering the over. Ryan, you have any thoughts on this? Um, no, but I know Jack brought up a good point earlier when we were off air about the uh, last note prop, whether um, Jasmine's going to hit it on her own, whether, why am I blanking on the dude's name? Eric Church. Eric Church. Okay, whether Eric Church hits it on his own or they hit it together, I think together is just absolutely the lock of the century, boys. Oh, 100%. 
Oh, okay. I was not sold on this one, but you guys kind of convinced me. I don't think I'm going to fade this one. So we're right no, t- together. I'm totally in on it. Yes. Let's, uh, you know, let's, we're bringing people together in 2021. It's time to, you know, unite. Unity. Americans. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, oh yeah. That last note is 100% together. So you think there's maybe some political undertones of unity? Jack, Ooh, would you care to comment? Oh, I will not make any political comments <laughs> on this podcast, but I can say the one other um, national anthem Super Bowl where Aaron Neville and Aretha Franklin sang together, I did watch that whole entire YouTube video to see how they did it at the end. I mean, in Daddy. unison, it was perfect. Obviously, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna try to recreate that. This is some top tier research, um, Ryan. Yeah, we got for, Ryan for this next prop. Uh, you might want to close your ears. Because this one is about hitting the upright. Right hash mark. And oh, he hits the upright again. That's impossible. Ryan, uh, I'm sorry I had to put that clip in there. How do you feel? (sighs) Why, Ben? That was really low, dude. I, I... I'm so, oh my God, I I get sent that still to this day, somewhat regularly. And then after the Javon Wims drop, there was some popular TikTok. I saw it once and then I got it sent to me like 12 times. So I'm over all Do you also get tagged in a lot of the um, Deshaun Watson photoshops of a Bears jersey? I see that (laughs) all the time on my feed. I like to see those. A man can dream, can he? Come on. I mean, there's a chance he still goes to the Bears. I, I mean, I honestly have no clue where his head's at. I mean, uh, I, I all I, I know, know is he's think. all I know is he's not in the Super Bowl, so I don't really care about him this week. I think that's a discussion for future. All I care about is plus three seventy five for hitting the upright in the Super Bowl. Tell me that <laughs> is not an electric bet. <laughs> oh, it's, oh it's one of the it's one of the best bets on the spread. I didn't even know you could bet on that. They just called it the doink special on DraftKings. God, I hate that word. Yeah, it's it's a tough word. <laughs> I just feel like there's no other bet in the Super Bowl that I will be more excited if it hits than this one. Oh, my like, gosh. I, I can just imagine every time they're going for a field goal, We're rooting for the doink. in arms, getting ready for the doink. And Once it's, it's going to be what happened to Ryan, just the complete opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> where there will be celebrations. Yeah, because I think the field goal can still go in. It just has to hit an upright. Oh, okay. So everyone wins there. Yeah. Yeah. But, if you're if you're throwing a Super Bowl party, it should almost be required like like man mandatory entry instead of like a five dollar cover. You just have to bet on that prop so yep. that everybody gets super lit every time there's the kicker comes out. <laughs> exactly. All right, Ryan. I'll let you answer this one first. You are this world renowned marketer. What color is the Gatorade that's being dumped on the coach? Okay. Yeah. So I was talking about Ben. Talking about this with Ben. And that the reason he says it's because I'm a world-renowned marketer, which I don't know if, if that's true, but I do feel really strongly about this one because if the Chiefs win, which I think we all agreed on, um, and there are going to be photographers everywhere, videographers everywhere, and I just think it would be an absolute marketing branding sin to not go with red. I like. I mean, if you are a blue company, everything you do is blue. If you are a red company, everything you do is red, and they do not break from that. So especially with the amount of coverage that like a winning post-game 
celebration is going to have red 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 all day red that's a lock jack do you have anything you'd like to refute um i only took one marketing class in college so i can't speak to that angle of things okay um but i do know one of the one of the odds is yellow green and lime all very similar to each other but there's just something about getting three different color options in there that makes you want to hammer that one I, I did some uh, Jimmy-esque research um, from 2005 <laughs> to 2008. I don't know what was going on with the NFL, if it's a new policy or what, but the color of Gatorade was, they just call it clear. So I'm assuming that's just water. Does anyone, did, I don't remember that ever happening. Clear Gatorade? But I think like it's the... just water. But they <laughs> just had the, the color as clear. Like you can bet on the color clear hitting, which is plus See. 600. No way. I, I I don't think it hits. I don't think Andy Reid is the kind of guy that's going to have water on his sidelines. If anything, he's going to have A1 steak sauce in the, in the Gatorade jumps. <laughs> Could you imagine if DraftKings <laughs> offered the A1 special? <laughs> oh his wife is probably going to come out with the A1. They're, they're, they've got red, red Gatorade, and I, whether it's on camera on the field or at home in the bedroom, there's going to be a one all over. Andy <laughs> <Reed>. <laughs> Ryan, I, I, <laughs> um, so, I mean, last year the color was orange. How does, what does that do to your marketing? Blows it completely out of the water. Don't listen to anything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're hammering orange. <laughs> My favorite bet of the weekend, the opening kickoff to be a touchback. No is plus 210. It is an easy way to double your money. Last year, I was riding with yes. Last year, I used the logic that the kicker was going to be so jacked up, so juiced, he was going to kick that ball so far outside the end zone, the returner wouldn't have a chance. He left He left like two yards short last year. I know it's a different kicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this year, the returner's only job is to catch the ball and return it. It's literally in his title. So you're telling me he's not going to try to take the ball out of the end zone and run it on the biggest stage of his career? Someone tell me I'm wrong. Ben, I, I completely agree with you. And Let's go. I mean, I, look, I, tr I tried to look up the stats on this one, tried to figure out how often touchbacks, which I just could not find opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. So I had to do just like my own personal memory, which is sometimes better than a computer anyway. Um, so I, I, I started remember. I can't honestly though, remember any Super Bowl kickoff. You can't remember so, a single one. A I cannot remember. One. What about 2006? Devin Hester destroyed me as a child. You don't, you don't remember that one? Yeah. You Colts fans, you guys can't remember that one? Yep. Uh, we cut that out. We don't even talk about that one. <laughs> that one out of this podcast. No Colts slander. All right. Well, with no matter. So, okay. I remember one, but one was not a touchback so i'm completely going with you here and i think at one point i heard something about the kickoff super bowl kickoff ball being like a ceremonial ball like it doesn't go through the normal routine of a normal football where they like rub it down and like tom brady deflates a little bit and they kind of roll it on the ground and all the stuff so it kicks farther That's true. so i think it's a really hard ball right off the tee and so i, I think it's harder to kick and i agree if it's anywhere within the the end zone i think that kick returner is running it out you got to you okay. always want to be the next devin hester jimmy's right or percy harvin jimmy's riding ryan what, what are your thoughts i don't know i i've been kind of back and forth on this um 
originally I was thinking the same logic that you had last year, Ben, that the kickers are going to be all juiced up and they're going to sail it through the uprights damn near. So um, I kind of want to stick to that just because if I know anything about sports betting, it's that you, Ben, just as you think that you've got an edge on the universe that's conspiring against you, it's going to make you fail two years in a row. In a row. So I'm going to ride the universe, and I'm going to go with uh, touchback first opening kickoff. All right. Have fun getting 30% back on your investment. Speaking of investments, <laughs> we have a new segment called Advisable Investments, where we just give you our guarantee retirement pension pay, 7% return a year picks. Ryan, you go first. Okay. Uh, I'm back and forth. I still really like Red Gatorade <laughs> and just the fact that it's plus 300. I mean, you're getting serious value out of that. If you watch a Chiefs game, every single person in the stands is wearing red. They, I've literally never seen anything that had the Chiefs logo on it that wasn't entirely red. So I think red Gatorade's cash. But if you want a player prop that you can pay attention to all night and follow along with, Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the league. He's the best wide receiver that's going to be on the field. So, And he's got the best quarterback in the league, yeah, debatably, I'm, I'm riding going with, to him. So, Yeah, I'm riding with Patrick Mahomes. 300 uh, passing yards and a win at plus 150. I think if you're betting on the Chiefs to win money line, there's not a ton of value in that. But I think if Mahomes is going to win the game for him, he's going to have over 300 uh, yards passing. Especially with these cheeky uh, jet sweeps that he does with Tyreek Hill where he just tosses the ball four inches forward and Tyreek Hill just runs the ball, air quotes, or ca uh, catches the ball, air quotes, for 60 yards. Like Those are just free passing yards. Exactly. Free receiving yards. Jimmy, what are you liking? Yeah, so mine, I'm going – so Travis Kelsey touchdown, I think that's a guarantee. He's had a touchdown in the last six games. Um, so that one's – it's minus 165. So I was looking through – wanted to to increase those odds a little bit. And spice it up. Looking through some – spice it up a little bit. Try to make things interesting. And I came across uh, Tom Brady rushing yards. It's .5. And so I'm I'm just blown away that it's only 0.5. Tom Brady's had a rushing attempt in the last I look looking at Super Bowl stats, seven of the last nine Super Bowls that he's been in. Um Jack not all of those have been for positives, but I don't know. There's just something about Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, fourth and one. I think he can do it every I, time. He's one of the best QB sneaks in the he, league. He is very good at that. I hate to be the devil advocate, but you do realize that a quarterback Neil counts as negative rushing yards exactly so I well think no I, so it, my yeah. process is i'm gonna i already bet the chiefs to win okay. i don't think double Tom down is gonna be kneeling all game yeah this is like and also i don't know maybe let's say tom brady it's like fourth quarter and he knows hey this is my last super bowl let's say he knows he's gonna win i could see him running for 15 yards just to say <laughs> you all said i couldn't run this whole my whole career look at me yeah, now maybe going out touchdown. on top that just reminds me of was it last last year's Super Bowl that uh, I think I, I just saw this on Twitter the other day that uh, Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter hit his over on rushing yards and then at the very end of the game to run off some clock he ran to kneel the ball he ran backwards thirteen yards stalled and then kneeled it yeah and he lost the over so I don't know the quarterback I overs I don't think I want to be touching Tom Brady's rushing yards. Um, using that logic, Jack, don't you think that Tom Brady wants to convince everyone he can actually catch a football? 
Because against, against the Eagles, he, he, he dropped the ball. <laughs> now, that's interesting. Do we have Tom Brady receiving yards uh, over under? I, I don't think Vegas has released that. Um, I will give the dare to fade odds on that. Uh, plus 300 over 0.5 yards. Ooh, that, uh, that might sorry. be locked too. I don't have my own sports book, so uh, just, just text me if you want those odds. Um, You're gonna bookie this, this out for people. This this is just a joke. I'm not, I'm not a bookie. In case IRS is listening. And for the second episode in a row, we are having Dan Lakari come on and giving his Dan's hypothetical questions. So Dan, take it away. Glad to be back, Ben. So Jack Ryan and Ben, I have a hypothetical question for you guys. Do you think? You could beat Joey Chestnut in a Nathan's hot dog eating contest if you were anatomically built like a pig. Like, am I like, like I can stand like two feet on the ground, like I'm standing up, or do I have to walk like a pig? So you're, you're you, you're a human, but your entire digestive system and like swallowing is built like a pig. Interesting. Mm. I does anyone have any pigs in the podcast right now? I think this is gonna be more of a group answer. Um, I have no pig experience, though. So really uh, I, I raised I raised some swine from about the ages of like eight to thirteen. Um, they they can put down some slop, but I, I just don't. I mean, I've watched Joey Chestnut just pop those iglesias in his mouth, and it just instantly goes in the stomach. <laughs> So oh, yeah, I, dude. He's hardly human as it is. So I just don't know if, like, adding the element of a pig would even affect, like, how fast... You know what I mean? Like, I think Joey Chestnut does it as fast as possible, besides, like, being a bear who can, like, just open his mouth that big. So I'm from an episode of The Simpsons. Pigs don't chew when they eat. They just kind of swallow everything whole, whatever they're eating. Um, So I'm assuming that the pig would just be wolfing down or you built like a pig would just be wolfing down hot dogs i don't know about joey chestnut i don't know if he chews either or if those things just slide straight they down just the back they of just throat. slide down his throat okay oh he's got to be chewing the bread no no they they dunk no. the bread in water and so it just yeah. gets mushed and just Boy. falls down his gullet this is it's like, tough it's like a protein you, shake basically do you guys think that maybe dan figured it out that joey chestnut is Anatomically uh, built like a pig on the inside. <laughs> I, I think he cracked know. the code. <laughs> is that is, is that considered cheating? Is that like performance enhancing, anatomically built? Uh, I I don't know, Dan. I, <laughs> I I don't know that much about the uh, the uh, hot dog industry. Um, but all right, we well, were I, talking about goats earlier, but I mean Joey Chess. I think we can all get on board with oh, yeah, goat conversations. So, and like the one, considering the, at the, in, at this point, we're both just built the same. He's built like a pig. We're built like a pig. I gotta give it to him. Yeah, dude. The yeah. one time Joey okay. Chestnut lost was his girlfriend broke up with him the night before. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's the only time this man's lost <laughs> eating hot dogs. Oh Ben, um, if you were anatomically built like a pig, do you think Alora would still be dating you? I'm really just struggling, like, what anatomically <laughs> really means. Uh, Explain so to me like a, I'm a second grader. So as a bio major, I've studied this many years. Basically, okay. you are just, it's just how you're built. 
So you would be pissed. <laughs> okay. So I'm more confused now. Oh. Like, do I look like a pig? Or am I like... Like, when you say built like a pig, what does that mean? You're a, you're, you're a pig in a Ben Brinkley skin suit. <laughs> I'm so confused. So now you're a pig. Yeah. I... I'm taking think... I'm taking Joey Chestnut. I don't I don't I don't yeah. really understand Dan's question, so I'm going Joey Chestnut. <laughs> I kind of talked myself out of this one. Which one are you going with, Dan? I had a plan. Oh, I'm going with the uh, the Ben Brinkley built like a pig. Um, I think if <laughs> what? I, <laughs> I I think if you're anatomically built like a pig, you could easily eat more hot dogs than Joey Chestnut in a given time time frame. Have you ever seen a pig well, eat a true, hot dog? True, but then. <laughs> have, you seen, have, Elora, have you Elora will then break up with Ben the night before, therefore hindering his ability to finish. So I, I double down on Joey. Yeah, I'm riding Joey on this one. Yeah, I got Joey. So three against one. Sorry, Dan. Hey, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the underdog, or the, the underpig in this case. All right. Well, thanks, Dan, for know. coming on. <laughs> And uh, as always, please subscribe, leave a nice five-star review to Dare to Fade, and uh, please tell your friends about this podcast. Well, Ryan, Jimmy, thanks for coming on, and Dan, thanks for coming on to the hypothetical question. Yeah, thanks, man. See you guys. Yeah, thanks. See you. See you.